Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 366 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. And I'm Tom. Happy three-year anniversary, y'all. Yeah, happy three-year birthday. Birthday? How crazy is that? We're past the terrible twos. I find it quite, I find it quite crazy. Um, if there's one thing I've learned about having a child, terrible tools, twos aren't bad. It was the threes that were awful, so I'm not sure what I'm going to think about this movie forward. Well, <laughs> judging from the lack of quality movies left, maybe <laughs> could bear, third year could be even worse. But we'll talk about that later on. Can you believe it's been three years? I can't. I, I can't, and nobody I mentioned that it was three years could also believe that it had been three years. The kids were like, are you serious? And Marty's like, three? And he said, and I've probably watched about that many Christmas movies with you during the three years. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That's three more than the Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like at once it's gone by so fast, but at the same time, I feel like I've known you all forever. It feels that way. It feels longer than three years, but also shorter than three years. It feels something, y'all. Just like a kid. Like it feels like a sense of accomplishment. That's what it feels like, Tom. Yes. Who knew? I didn't know when we started. <laughs> we'd be going, every, we'd be consistently every week for three years. Me either. But as we said before, shocking. it's become like a highlight of the week. It's mm-hmm. like, how did you phrase it, Julia? When we had the week off, you guys are like the mental break, or how did you phrase it, especially during quarantine? You had a nice way of phrasing it. I forgot how you phrased it. Talking to y'all. I also forgot how he phrased it. Y'all are a lot cheaper than therapy. <laughs> well, well, yeah, that's, that's, right. that's for that for sure. <laughs> it's become a way to measure time, especially, you know, since March, which is nice. And it's, I guess it's always been a way to measure time with Christmas, but it's just so much more appreciated since lockdown and all that stuff started. I feel like I had underappreciated it before. And now I'm like, really need this thing. Need this connection every week with you guys. So right back at you. Tom, I meant to ask you, did you and Ellie ever finish the Santa Claus trilogy? No, I can't bring myself to watch three. Uh, I was fully expecting when we go through our list in a few minutes, you to say, you know, the Santa Claus three deserve to be higher. Ever since watching it with Ellie, I have a new appreciation for it. I don't think I can ever say that about any movie with Martin Sheen. I'm Martin Sheen. I'm Martin Short. Not even the three amigos? It was the weak link. I would have been just as happy if it were the two amigos. Really? I liked I him in the three amigos. I just don't like him. I don't hate him. That is quite the uh, high praise. <laughs> yeah, glowing, glowing um, you recommendation. Should, you should consider it high praise. Because when I talk to our listeners and they're like, if you and Tom actually fight like this off air, I'm like, eh, I don't hate him. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> dude i love it so yeah three years and we have 93 spaces on our official movie canon list we've done more but with ties and everything it's 93 we're almost at that coveted 100 ranked 100 film way more episodes than 100 done and we crossed we crossed the 100 barrier quite a while ago i know next next early next well mid next year we're doing our 200th episode that's insane. Man. 
which we will be celebrating too because we're high on ourselves like that (laughs) (laughs) yeah we will Uh, anyway i think we should remind listeners of what's (laughs) going through our christmas candle list real quick yay all right so starting at our bottom spot number 93 it's actually shared (laughs) which is even sadder that is very sad Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas and A Christmas Tale. That was the French film we covered not that long ago, right? Blech. Not long ago wow. at all. That was a real stinker. Uh, coming in at 92 is Star Wars Holiday Special. 91, All-American Christmas Carol. 90, the 1997 Jack Frost um, su- homicidal snowman. Just clear that up. Because there is another Jack Frost movie out there we've not covered yet. Uh, 89, Just Friends. 88, The 2019 Black Christmas. 87, A Merry Friggin' Christmas. 86, the recently added Santa and Pete, if you joined us last week. 85, Eight Crazy Nights. 84, Santa's Sleigh, which seems... Santa's Sleigh is one of those, it's like super low on the list, but we kind of speak of it fondly. We really do. I think it should be higher. It probably should be. 83, Christmas at Graceland, which probably should be lower. 82, All I Want for Christmas is You. 81, The Christmas Project. 80, Trading Places. 79, Deck the Halls. 78, North Pole Open for Christmas. 77, I'll Be Home for Christmas. 76, Meet Me in St. Louis. 75, One Magic Christmas. 74, ironically enough, the 1974 Black Christmas. 73, Fred Claus. 72, The Spirit of Christmas, a.k.a. The Hot Ghost of Christmas. 71, The Star. So, a moment of silence for The Star. <laughs> Number 71. It's too, the movie's too smug. You knock down a peg or two. Even worse, one spot higher is Better Watch Out. Uh, way too low. Way too <laughs> way low. Way too high. Way 69, too high. <laughs> the night before Christmas, night with a K. 68, jingle all the way. 67. I think it's pronounced, think it's pronounced tonight. <laughs> the Knight of Christmas. 67, the nine lives of Christmas. 66, 12 dates of Christmas. 65, planes, trains, and automobiles. 64, switched for Christmas. 63, A Christmas Story Live, 62, Last Christmas, and tied at 61 is the Santa Claus 3, the Escape Clause, and the Christmas Candle, the one we did with Josh the Bruce. Josh the Bruce. Good old Josh the Bruce. He is a nice guy. (laughs) So nice. Man, the Santa Claus 3 couldn't eke past into the second layer of movies, could it? Nope. In fairness, looking at that bottom tier, movies like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles suffer that it's not Christmassy. That's the only they reason do. there, so though. That's it right. does. But otherwise, that list, man, whew, that was Stinkers on that list. <clears throat> so, number 60, Three Days. Number 59, North Pole. Number 58, criminally low in my opinion, the Christmas Prince 3, The Royal Baby. Tied at so the dumb. Piece. So dumb. <laughs> Give me some gum gum dum dum. <laughs> Tied at number 57, The Nutcracker in the Four Realms and Edward Scissorhands. Another, Another one that one needs of- a different place. I know. It needs it. a better place. Y'all are being pedantic. Please, can we move on? <laughs> number 56, Let It Snow. Number 55, A Christmas Prince 2, The Royal Wedding. Another one that's criminally low. Number 54, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the 2000 live action version. Number 53, Klaus. Number 52, Arthur Christmas, tied with A Christmas Prince. A Christmas (laughs) Prince deserves better. No. 51, The Christmas Train. 50, The Holiday. 
49, A Very Brady Christmas, and I'm surprised I'm edged into the upper tier there. That's Thanks to sad. me. That's all that me. Hurts. Hurts me. You're proud 40, of this? We'll talk about regrets later on. 48, <laughs> A Bad Mom's Christmas. 47, Iron Man 3. 46, The Night Before. 45, Batman Returns. Another one that probably would have been higher for all of us if it had more Christmas. 44, Office Christmas Party is tied with the criminally underrated on this show, A Christmas Story. 43, Lethal Weapon. 42, another tie, Christmas Every Day and Prancer. Uh, 41, Love the Coopers. 40, Pete's Christmas. How that got so high, I'll never understand. 39, the very, very controversial Dolly Parton's Christmas of Many Colors, Circle of Love. I mean, that's when we saw your true colors, Anthony. That's when we saw how persuasive certain listeners can be. <laughs> Please insert a whip sound here. <laughs> Wapa! <laughs> Thank you, Julia. <laughs> Tied at 38, two Robert Zemeckis films. Disney's A Christmas Carol and The Polar Express, both very similar in their styles. 37, Daddy's Home 2. 36, Christmas with the Cranks. 35, BBC slash FX's A Christmas Carol. 34, The Family Man. 33, The Family Stone. 32, the perfect transition film, The Nightmare Before Christmas. And 31 Gremlins. All right, that kicks the baton over to me to talk about the great movies, the must-sees. Number 30, Rise of the Guardians. Number 29, Some Nativity Story. Stop it. The one Julia liked. Caption, the one Julia likes. I don't know who that one was about. I have no clue. I'm very confused. <laughs> those people were. Uh, number 28 is It's a Wonderful Life. That's all you two. Also number... belongs on a different list. The not no... Christmas list. Number 27, the instant classic, The Christmas Chronicles. 26, Yay. The Man Who Invented Christmas. 25, we have a two-way tie between the definitive Christmas movie, Die Hard. <laughs> and the Santa Claus 2, the Mrs. Claus. Uh, Q Jerry emailing us saying, you can't consider Die Hard a Christmas movie if you're not considering it's a wonderful life Christmas movie. But I just said it's definitive. We Aww. love you, Jerry. Number 24, the amazing Sandra, Sandra Bullock's appearance on our list at While You Were Sleeping. Sleeping. While you were sleeping. <laughs> While you were sleeping. Um, in case any of you are wondering, one thing the three Tis the Podcast elves all agree on is the fact that Sandy B is America's sweetheart. She's Absolutely. So 23 is the Alistair Sims film, classic film Scrooge. Number 22 is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Number 21 is A Christmas Carol, the musical. Number 20 is Krampus. Number 19, way too low, criminally too low, White Christmas. Nice. 18, A Crown for Christmas. 17. I love that movie. Right? I love that movie so much. I did, I did too. I, like, I love the next one too. 17, Nativity! Yep, so good. <laughs> I don't know how else to convey the exclamation mark. Yeah, way end. to do the exclamation <laughs> points of justice there. Cheers. Number 16, The Ref. I'm not really sure how that movie ended up above Nativity. I think we can all agree that's a... Uh, because that movie is freaking awesome, and I am going to pair it with Christmas Vacation during my annual watch. Mm. Number 15 is a pretty solid tie of Love Actually and Santa Claus the Movie, which has had a lot of discussion lately among the Christmas podcast hosts. Number 14... Noel, number 13, The Secret Santa, and Joyous Noel. Number 12, the soundtrack I've been listening to for the last three days, Anna and the Apocalypse. 
such a good soundtrack. It's very fitting for COVID time and longing for Christmas simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Just listening to Human Voice over and over again and uh, Soldier at War, like alternating between those two, it's been an interesting couple of days. Uh, listening to <laughs> Turning My Life Around, which I still think is the best sequence we ever covered on this show. Oh, the staging of that sequence. We need a live watch of that movie because not a lot of people have seen it. It is one of the most <gasps> underappreciated Christmas movies out there. And it is by far my, po- my favorite post-apocalyptic Christmas movie. And then we can By sing far. along to it too. Wait. Yeah, we can. Again, number 11, getting squeezed out of the top 10 this year was Home Alone. Number Shocking. 10, number 10, Shazam. Number nine, Bill Murray's Scrooged. The only Bill Murray that should be anywhere on this list. Number eight is Miracle on 34th Street. We have another- The, the 1994 five. version. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, the new, the newer version. Got a solid 9.0 from, from the elves. That's pretty impressive. Number seven has a two-way tie between The Muppet Christmas Carol and Mrs. Santa Claus, starring Angela Lansbury, another underrepresented, underappreciated Christmas movie. We should that do we all. need to thank Anthony for. We do. So many Anthony. of these we have to thank Anthony for. Thank you. You can't, you can, you guys can't insult the ones you disagree with, but I've introduced some gems into y'all lives. Yeah, you have. You have. Number six, the 1947 A a Miracle on 34th Street. Which took us all by surprise when it ranked higher, because I remember going in. I was shocked. I was expecting the other one to be much higher. Number five, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, the 2018 animated version. Number four, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Number three, I think there's no room for arguing the next three movies should be at the top. Number three is The Santa Claus, the original Tim Allen murdering Santa, taking over his life and nobody caring creepy film with with Santa's wife being locked in a dungeon. Uh, Number two, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Oh, that was so sweet. And number one, still, the only movie we've covered that got a 10 is Elf. Mickey came closer than I thought it would. Mm -hmm. I'm really surprised that after all this time, our first episode is still our number one. What's more surprising to me, though, than that, honestly, and we covered it this year, I did not think we would have a race to the bottom and competing with Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas for the worst Christmas movie on our list. I thought when we covered Kirk Cameron, that would forever be the gold standard of terrible. And well, nothing you, ever compete, compete. We reneged on our promise. We all bowed then. If anything comes close to this, if anything ties Kirk Cameron, we're calling quits because we can't do this anymore. And something tied this year. And here we are still going. We're still putting ourselves through these torturous films for all of you listeners because we love you. They're less often torturous than they are enjoyable. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? If you look at 41 through 93 are five and lower. So we have much more bad movies than we do good. But I mean, I think it's hard to do good original Christmas films. Yep. I don't think they're necessarily bad. I just think we have really high standards that we've set. Honestly, uh, more importantly than that, I think there is a... We have a healthy level of disagreement 90% of the time, and then the other 10% of the time, we have a very unhealthy level of disagreement. But that's why some of these movies that don't belong where they are ended up where they are, except <laughs> except the star and Julia went into great detail on how we screwed that one up last week. We? You. Yeah, that was us, Tom. That was not me. I was the one who pushed that, that should be higher. Pushed. You're also the one that introduced all of our, li- well, our list, many of our listeners to Star Wars Holiday Special, so... Uh, speaking of which, a new Lego version with all the new characters is coming out this year, and people are very excited, excited about, about it. I'm excited about it. I I def- definitely I, an emergency November bonus episode when that drops. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think they're going to redeem themselves. They learned a lot about how not to make a holiday movie. It's still about Life Day, though. It's still about... But I think they're going to redeem Life Day. I think it's going to be like a festival yeah. situation where Life Day, they're going to add some more whimsy about around it, some more celebration, some more fun. 
Not to mention the the approach that the uh, Legos movies take in general is usually pretty funny. Oh my gosh, the Star Wars Lego stuff, the shorts and the movies they have out are hilarious. Mm-hmm. The Will Arnett Batman Lego stuff is awesome. Uh-huh. I mean, the Lego movie in general is great. So. It is. <laughs> so before we get into regrets about our list, as we do every year, we're going to go through our personal top tens. Hashtag no regrets. So we normally do this based on gut, right? We don't really look at what we gave it. We do it based on gut. If we were to pick 10 now that we'd watch, 10 to 1, what would mm-hmm. they be? Mm-hmm. So ladies first, Julia. So 10 to 1? 10 to 1. All right. Okay. So my top 10 as of today is uh, number 10, Family Stone. Number 9, While You Were Sleeping. Number 8, Crown for Christmas. Number seven, The Santa Claus 2. Number six, White Christmas. Number five, Home Alone. Four, The Santa Claus. Three, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Two, Elf. And one, A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Ooh, this is the first year you didn't have Elf number one. I'm impressed. All right, I'm ready. Go for it. Number 10, Krampus. Number nine, Joyous Noel, number eight, White Christmas, number seven, Nativity, number six, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Ooh, that one fell for you. Number five, The Santa Claus, number four, Anna and the Apocalypse, number three, Christmas Chronicles, number two, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, and number one is Elf. Wow. Definitely. You didn't even have Home Alone in that group. No, Home Alone got pushed out. How about Definitely that? shook up, both of you. Yeah. I'm curious to see if Anthony, if Anthony stays in his comfort zone, or if 2020 has ruined his ability to make <laughs> Christmas movies properly, like us. Number ten, Anna and the Apocalypse. So we number both made that in our top ten. Yep. Nice. Same with nice. the next one, Tom. Number nine, Krampus. Yes. Number eight, Mrs. Santa Claus. That will always have a special Oh, Yeah, I, that that's, would be one of my runner-ups. Number seven, the 1994 Miracle on 34th Street. Okay. Number six, I'll be the only one, and I will proudly stand by this one, A Christmas Story. Number five, again, I know I'm the only one, The 2000, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh my gosh. Number four, Home Alone. And then the top three remain consistent. Number three, Christmas Vacation. Number two, Elf. And number one, The Santa Claus. Right. Okay. It's a solid list. So, it is a solid list. I do think, honestly, as I'm thinking about my list, I can look at what I think I need has been reflect, like what I need to watch given the current climate we're in has affected mm-hmm. my list. I think if we're out of these COVID times next year, my top 10 is going to look dramatically different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was definitely influenced by, by what's going on around me. I'll tell you two that I really wish had made my list, but I just couldn't cut it. Scrooge, Alistair Sims. I wanted some version of a Muppet, of a Muppet, of a Christmas Carol on there, but I couldn't work it. And honestly, the ref came this close. This the close. Once- I really wish Home Alone had made it. I just couldn't put it up there. It's it's not doing it for me this year. Scrooged. I'm sad I didn't get Scrooged in there this year. I'm surprised none of us had Scrooge. That shock. I thought for sure at least one of you two would. I I think it would probably be eleven or twelve. And uh, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus is a is a miss for me. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked, Julia, that Christmas no, Christmas vacation is always number three for you, I guess, under Elf and Muppets. Yeah. I'm shocked it went down to number six for you, Tom. I kind of am too, but um, I was watching Family Vacation the other day, and I just felt kind of annoyed by the family. Well, the family and Family Vacation. The children are different, but but they're still Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo, and I was just like, eh, I'm kind of over this. And I know it's probably it probably has to do with external factors, you know, and the the way things are shaded. I just lost uh, some love. 
I will say it's nice that all of us every year have had Christmas Vacation, Elf, and the Santa Claus on our list. I think those are the staples that will never change. It does make me sad. Julia, you originally had Anne and the Apocalypse in your top 10, didn't you, before you started writing them down? Um, yes, I did. I did initially. So would you put that in your top 15? Absolutely. So I think it's, I think it's really interesting that a movie as, uh, with, with the premise of a post-apocalyptic zombie Christmas is ranked so highly with us. I am shocked that that movie mm-hmm. is holding, out, holding on so well for all of us. And Tom, Krampus for me and you. you oh, I, I love Krampus too. I think Krampus is is a permanent staple in my Christmas canon. There, that Christmas movie is, is so Christmassy. It is, like, despite the fact that it's a horror film, it is so Christmassy. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Adam Scott fan too, so there's that aspect. Have you all seen his Halloween movie? Not Adam Scott's the director who did Krampus, Michael Dougherty. He did a Halloween film called Trick or Treat. Also no, and you said anth- it was good though, right? Yeah, it's an anthology film. It's rated R. It's as Halloween feeling as Krampus' Christmas feeling. Ooh. But Julia, check it out. It's on Voodoo. I've seen it, and I've been wanting to see it. It's that. the same kind of like twisted humor, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it does. Yeah. Like it takes itself seriously, but at the same time, not too seriously. Okay. Yep. I, I recommend that, that to like... Halloween fans. Julia, you had no version of the Grinch in your top 10 i'm surprised would 2018 have made your top 15 yes yes it is and if we included tv specials in our movie list the animated grinch tv special would have been in my it's in my christmas canon along with charlie brown so i like that you had a hallmark film in there you bumped crown for christmas right into your top 10 that would totally be my 15 that would be in my 15 in a heartbeat that movie was awesome I really like that movie. Dana McKellar, thank you. Did y'all yeah. see the Did y'all see the picture that was posted in Discord that had uh, all of the men wearing green, women wearing red covers of Hallmark movies? No, well, I've seen it before. It seems like it's but. just so, or maybe it was on Twitter. I don't know. It's somewhere, but it was ridiculous to see how how many of these things are just like copy and pasting people's faces onto. Yeah. So speaking of Dana McKellar, everyone knows I have a crush on her. Sure. She was awesome. She did a cameo for us. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an episode, because I've been watching them all at night, because it's just easy watching, of Impractical Jokers, where one of the punishments, one of them had a crush on Dana McKellar as a kid. So, so the punishment was, he thought he was going to be in a bodybuilding competition. Like that's you know, the whole point of punishment is to like basically humiliate you. So he's like in the tiny speedo, they oil him up, whatever. So he goes into the room and Danica McKellar is sitting there to basically interview him. <laughs> he's supposed to interview her in this bodybuilding outfit. And he's like this scrawny little dude, <laughs> little dude. And she's obviously in on the joke and she's just playing a so deadpan and everything. Like he's disgusted, it's amazing. So I love her. But like he's asking questions like, why why do I have so many pictures of you on my fridge? Because they write the questions for him to humiliate himself. Oh and she's my like gosh. she's like, I don't know. Why do you have so many pictures of me on your fridge? <laughs> and another one was like, finish the sentence. You and me equals and she's like, a mistake. Oh man. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, it's so funny. That's really funny. Uh, so speaking of funny, I have to share something that's completely off topic, but it's not because we're kind of discussing the time we're in as well for our third year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we were watching ALF the other day, and there's an episode where ALF really tries to get into um, American politics, and so they're watching a presidential debate. And all the way back on ALF, there's a... It's just showing how it shows how ridiculous politics politicians talk is how they, you know, double speak. They don't ever actually commit to anything in their words. That's sort of funny trope. And they have one of the politicians misquoted. He said, "As Joe Biden said, ask not what you can do for your country, but what your country can do for you." (laughs) I love Alf. I want to get his Christmas special on the list next year. I just watched that. It was weird. It's kind of depressing. <laughs> it's very depressing and very weird, him just sitting there like a stuffed animal on a... Uh... Well, because he's a blind girl's toy. He gets mixed right? up. 
Yeah, that's cute. Not it is, but it's still weird. I love Alf, though. Alf. Oh, man. Alf was my favorite thing growing up. I had always, and I still would, pay an inordinate, inordinate amount of money for, like, an Alf plush. Like, yeah. in, like not used one, because used fabric things make me, like, clothes I can wash. Plushes, like, something like that, I would not buy used. But, like, if I could find, like, a new one, like, in a box or something, still with its mm-hmm. tags and everything, I would totally... I love Alf. He's adorable, so, listeners, listeners, if you're looking for an idea for a Christmas gift, if you want to send us Ooh, a gift. Wow. <laughs> Here's an idea for Anthony. So, looking at our list, we all have our regrets, right? Yep. Especially when we look how high something ranked. And I know this bothered Julia to the point she doesn't even look. She just ranked something on its own merits. I, I definitely have some regrets. I regret my ranking for, I wish I had gone a little bit, not a lot, a little bit lower for a very Brady Christmas. Should've gone a lot lower. Should've gone. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing, Julia. Mm. That movie was terrible. I wish I went a little bit higher on both North Pole films. Gotta give it to you, Tom. Because wow. I, not much, but when I see things we've watched since then and I'm like, it's either this has to come in below, and I don't think it, you know what I mean? I do. And then yeah. I probably would have come in in retrospect a little bit higher on the escape clause. Not because it's good, but because it's better than a lot of crap <laughs> on the list. There's a lot of crap on our list. Yeah. What about y'all? Any regrets? Anything you would have done different? Besides the star, Tom's eternal regret. It is my eternal regret, sadly. My eternal regret. So I feel like I probably should have come in a little bit higher on Gremlins, even though for Gremlins, I was, I think, the only one that didn't think it was a Christmas movie, right? Pretty sure I said it was a movie set at Christmas and not a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. Still probably should have been a little bit higher than that. I still have the same heartburn over non-Christmas movies on our list, like that I love. Like Batman and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Exactly. We need a... Well, I've wa- I've expressed my feelings about the list in general anyway. So. Well, I, wa- I want to talk about our list because listeners have suggested in the past that people have taken on to that, doing headings. Even though we keep our system, they think it would be nice to group them under headings, you know? Mm-hmm. Like a bucket. Like, like a bucket. So would it be in a bucket instead of with a number? No, you, they stay because they still want to keep the system. They just want them bucketized. <laughs> It's a tough one. That sounds like extra work. Two that does not solve my problem. <laughs> it's, not, it's not extra work because it would just automatically fall under that bucket. One need to average that out. But that doesn't help movies I really like that happen to not be Christmassy, like planes, trains, and automobiles. It, it is helps true. me not at all because it doesn't change the actual score since we score it lower based on the amount of Christmas. So, so let's, put to, let's put it to our listeners right now. We can start a poll next week because they want, they liked our ranking. They don't want us to change our ranking, but they didn't weigh in on whether we should have another list for those ones. I think that's just making it too complicated, y'all. I do yeah, too. It's a lose-lose situation. It is. No matter what we do, it's Like most things this year. Too, too complicated. Who's oh. the one managing these lists on social media? You are. Oh, I came up with bucket heist headings, though. Mm-hmm. You you guys can let me know if you like them or not. So the tens and nines, the perfect ones, should be, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown, since the Linus moment is such a big part of our show. Like, these are the perfect Christmas films. Mm-hmm. Number eight and seven, I was still looking for, like, a good, like, happy, this is good quotes. So I thought, seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing. For six and five, the hallmarkably average. It's not quote, but I mean, nothing special like about them either way. I like it. Fours and threes, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> You're getting really bad now. <laughs> Two and ones, alleluia, holy. <laughs> where's the Tylenol? And then the very unlucky films that go with zero and are the antithesis of everything Christmas are bah, humbug. I like those. I'm good with it. So there you go. I think Hallmarkably Average is great. I like that a lot. So there you go, listeners. We have your bucketized things. And when you look at our lists, I'll uh, put the headings above each of those number groupings so you can see them. So I want to take the time and look at our TV list. 
not like the individual show list, the actual Christmas special list, you know, with the Grinch and everything. Yeah. I guess that's short enough, and I think there are some Christmas classics on there that I want to talk about. So let's just go through that list really quick. Okay. We are going to start with number 27, which is painfully low. Robbie the Reindeer, Close Encounters of the Herd Kind. Somehow we did find one movie that, or one TV special that was lower than the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold, which came in at 26. That was all me and you. Julia ranked it higher. That was all me and you. 25 is Rudolph's Shiny New Year. 24, there is a two-way tie of awfulness between Frosty's Winter Wonderland and Robbie the Reindeer, the Lost Tribe. Man, I hate Robbie the Reindeer. 23, A Legendary Christmas with John and Chrissy. 22, The Snooze Fest, The Snowman. 21, Robbie the Reindeer, Hooves of Fire. That, I have to say, it takes something special for all three of those films to end the bottom of that list. Sorry, Joey. I really liked parts of those. I liked the first one. And I really like The Snowman. All right, coming in at number 20, A Very Murray Christmas. 19, Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. 18, Nestor, The Long-Eared Christmas Donkey. Boy, that was a trip. Oh, geez. Hey, that was a beautiful story about the donkey that brought them to the nativity, to the manger. There's some acid tripping in that one. 17, Prep and Landing, Naughty versus Nice. 16, Prep and Landing. Dastardly Low, 15, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Thanks for nothing, Tom. Yep, Tom, that was not me and Julia. Still don't think it's that great. 14, All of the Other Reindeer. 13, Toy Story, That Time Forgot, which is still one of the hardest titles to say, by the way. Yeah. 12, A Claymation Christmas Celebration. And 11, A Flintstone Christmas. It should be the Toy Story that time forgot, not Toy Story. It should be. That's right. It should be the Toy Story that time forgot. They're coming in our top 10. Something no one but Julia would have expected when we started this podcast, because me and Tom were very, very high on this one before we actually watched it. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer rounding out our top 10 at 10. Number nine, The Year Without a Santa Claus. Number eight, Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Number seven, it really was. Number seven, Santa Claus is coming to town. Number six, A Muppet Family Christmas, which was a gem. Who could? Who doesn't love Swedish Chef trying to cook a big bird? Gosh. Number five, the only Rankin Bass to crack the top five, and the only one that's not stop motion, Frosty the Snowman. Well, the only one that's not stop motion so far that we've covered. Number four, little low for me. How a Charlie Brown Christmas. Number three, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Number two, Mickey's Christmas Carol. And number one, the surprisingly high and surprisingly great A Garfield Christmas. So good. It was good. Mm -hmm. It was so good. Tom, do you have apologies to make for Prep and Landing? Nope. Still total crap. I thought you did. No, you admitted I had the I am going back to not liking it after watching it again. Oh my gosh. I just, the technology is awful and it bothers me. I'm sorry. It's. Do you have any any apologies for Emmett Otter? Maybe a little bit, but not much because while there's some cute music and watching Ellie's interaction, it was okay. It's still a really dumb story. Ain't no hole in the wash tub. That's just terrible. It's a stupid song. Stupid show. Stupid. Stupid. (laughs) Dumb. So dumb. Dum 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 dum. That's all I think when I hear dumb now after watching that again. It's stuck in my head. I want to know your top five through this list. Number five, Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Ooh. Number four, A Muppet Family Christmas. Number three, Mickey's A Christmas Carol. Number two, The Original Halloween Stole Christmas. And you can't top Garfield. All right. I'm going to shake things up a little bit. 
Well, I mean, not really. There's like one spot I'm going to shake things up with. So five is going to be Toy Story that time forgot. Four is going to be Garfield Christmas. Three, Ooh. Mickey's Christmas Carol. Two, The Grinch That Stole Christmas. And one, Charlie Brown Christmas. And I will say, as far as I'm concerned, numbers one, two, three, and four on that list are all tens. So I could effectively say they're all tied. But... That's how much I love the top four of those. What about you? So my f- number five, A Muppet Family Christmas. Number four, Frosty the Snowman. Number three, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Number two, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And number one, A Charlie Brown Christmas. Wow, no Garfield at all. On Garfield didn't five. make it, but you gave Garfield a 10. I find I that interesting. I- well, look how I look at our other list of what you would, how I, you feel in the moment, gut. I know, I know. It's interesting, though. It's interesting. I, but I, I agree. And when we started the show, I never would have thought Charlie Brown would be number one on my whole list. But talking about it with Julia, Julia really instilled the love in me for that one. That is now my favorite Christmas soundtrack and my favorite Christmas special, thanks to Julia. It makes me happy. It and the Grinch me- has always been up there. I mean, yeah. you can't top the Grinch. So there are definitely outliers on this TV list that I would rank higher, mainly Emmett Otter and the Trumpy Landing ones. But otherwise, I feel the list is in a pretty decent order, averaged out. Yep, I agree. I'm not a, I'm not upset. So I have a question for y'all, and because a lot of our listeners have been asking about it, how do you foresee year four going? I mean, we've talked about this privately, right? When oh, it's going downhill big time. Uh, we've changed, we're changing our strategy for year four. Also, we're going to do ourselves a favor for one, and we're going to stretch out our TV episodes so that we're not bing, bang, booming all through them at once, right? Yep. Yep. For our own sanity, for our listeners to be able to watch, you know, Everybody Loves Raymond had what, like six episodes in it? Six or seven? That was a lot of work, y'all. That was a lot of work. pretty heavy. That's a lot of watching. They run together. I feel like we can't really appreciate them. So I mean, we think, we think I will bites. say, I think it's heavy when it's something we don't like as much. Because The Office, Friends, and Frasier all had more, and we had no trouble producing with them. I think I probably would have enjoyed taking my time even more with those. No, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But you're right about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's not enjoyable, it's, yeah, not enjoyable. That's one way. So we'll probably have more TV content this year than we've had in the past because we'll be able to take our time a little bit more. And I would even venture a guess to say maybe come December, November, we might have TV stuff there more than we have had in the past. Absolutely. Because there is more marquee television we haven't hit than there are films left that we have. Yes, I agree. And I think listeners- And I'm talking about December 2021, not December 2020. Right. Right, that's fair. One of the, one piece of feedback we got this year that I think we should take into consideration is people, they liked our Christmas of July stuff and like the episodes that were just kind of like this, talking, more than discussing anything in general. So I think, especially since we're running out of marquee content, we can do maybe not something as time inclusive as that Christmas in July one was, because that was a lot of work. But if we want to do like once a month, or once every few months, talk just like uh, break the format a little bit. I'd be okay with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Something to consider. Yeah. I am doing a fun episode now that's got somebody else roped in who is a big vinyl collector on super weird vinyl Christmas albums. Oh, thanks for the invite. Oh, I'm not. I'm definitely not inviting <laughs> you. Now, no. no, you're you're single. You're singled out as not invited. Well, that's good because we need some content on Patreon for August and September. Yep, we're going to record in September. So one of the other things that did not happen in time for this, because we've just been so busy, our listeners thought it was a good idea as well that we get a mascot at some point. I've got another cool idea of how we are going to be our own mascots. Ooh, I'm excited to hear that when you have more details, Tom. Yep, me too. Hopefully in the next two weeks. So yeah, so year four, I wouldn't worry. We have plenty of stuff plenty of fun stuff planned and we'll find ways to keep it new and fresh and exciting and 
We'll have fun guest stars like we always have. That was one of the things actually this year that we did well. We had a lot of guest hosts. And, yeah, and I think that's gonna definitely continue. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm throwing this out here, not expecting y'all to come on, but you wanted me to alert you about Patreon episodes coming up next Friday and Saturday. Friday, I'm recording a Scream episode with Charlene and April on the show. Right. And Saturday, Halloween, on the original and the newest one, with Todd and Jerry and Michael, Mike, Crystalman, and April. Right. Good Halloween content coming up, guys. Man, I'm excited about Halloween this year. Which is weird because there's going to be no Halloween this year. But <laughs> I'm sorry. If there was ever a holiday geared towards our situation right now, it's, it's Halloween. Halloween. Wearing masks. Yep, exactly. Wearing Free masks, going, going door to door to get candy from people that is on plastic coated where COVID virus can live for days and days on end and be transmitted. Kids going to open it with hands, get their hands all chocolatey, lick COVID off their fingers. Yeah. I mean. No. It's- so y'all, I had an anniversary gift, like I always do, commissioned for you guys. You did? Unfortunately, it's not quite done yet. I can tell you what it is because it should yeah. be here next Wednesday. So this is going to drop next Thursday. So I'm hoping to still put it in the episode last minute. Jerry Davila wrote us a Tis a Podcast Christmas song. Oh my goodness. And it's just finishing mixing it. But it's like a Christmas carol about our show. Oh, that's so exciting. So that's going to be our outro music. Best thing ever. It's going to also put it up on Patreon for people who wanted to download it. Oh, good idea. I'm full of good ideas. You are. You'll just need to be more receptive to them. Mm. Uh, I'm very receptive to your <laughs> good ideas. You know what, Julia? You are. Unless Julia, they start with the words, you better are. watch out. That's a terrible idea. Uh, that listener came around. That listener came around? The one who was like... I would not post- call it coming around. She, said the she made a concession. That- <laughs> <laughs> he came around all by yesterday. She came around. Y'all, this is fun. It's fun. It's always good to talk. It's extra it fun to talk about. I don't know. It's like looking through the family photo album together. It is. It, looking it, back at the day. Well, it was very Christmassy. We may have inappropriate jokes and questionable language and attempts at humor and be under research sometimes. But the language is only one of us. I don't want to. I don't want to get thrown into that. Keeps my life. But our listeners seem to like that. So if they, if you all want extra content, we kind of mentioned some stuff that's coming up on it a few minutes ago, but check out our Patreon. Just the podcast.com slash Patreon. And you can find full length bonus episodes, Christmas commentaries, fireside chats with our listeners, a whole month of Halloween stuff coming up and tons of more Thanksgiving and Christmas goodies coming up. So check it out. And if you want to support the show in a free way, Share our social medias, join the conversation there. And how can they do that, Julia? By going to tisthepodcast.com backslash Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook groups, Reddit, um, any of those places. Just pick your poison and come chat with us. I have another way I'm going to ask y'all to help us. And it's been a long time since we've had a review on iTunes. And I'm feeling kind of sad. We really need those iTunes and Facebook and Google reviews because they help people find us. We've been doing this for three years, almost every week. Well, I think if we add all of our, all of our patron stuff, we have at, we have averaged at least one episode a week for three years, y'all. Because um, you know this is something we enjoy doing. We love our community, uh, and at it, just taking two minutes out of your day to write a review for us would let us feel that love back. So next week, if you join us on our regular Monday show as you should if you're listening to this anniversary special. Monday, our episode on I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, starring the Sprouse Twins. And Tuesday, we will be recording with Jerry Davila of Totally Rad Christmas, our episode on the 1991 family comedy, All I Want for Christmas. And I think that's the one where they try to kidnap Santa, judging from the poster. I don't think I've ever seen the movie, but. Hmm. Also exciting, we only have 3,072 hours until Christmas. That is only 128 days. That's 18 weeks. That's crazy. So do your homework, y'all. 
watch. I saw Mommy Kiss and Santa Claus and All I Want for Christmas, 1991. Leave us a review on iTunes and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, y'all. Thanks for three years. Bye, everyone. We're so excited to sail into year four with you. And enjoy our new Tissa podcast Christmas Carol as it plays you out. Thanks, Jerry. The Grinch and the Krampus are both home alone. Clark Griswold decks the halls. Ralphie can see it's a wonderful life. Once upon a Christmas, the Polar Express leaves the North Pole with Fred to meet me in St. Louis. And Buddy has followed the star to the cranks to listen to this show. He says Julia's the favorite and Tom is the worst and Anthony is angry. But when they're together in joy and in mirth, they spread the Christmas spirit. They call it Tis the Podcast. Are chronically nowhere. Bill Murray seems to be lost in New York to get to 34th Street. Rudolph and Frosty, Klaus let it snow, and Batman saving Christmas. The Guardians rise with the Muppets and her to have a shiny new year. They say Julia's the ref, and Tom's full of snark, and Anthony's also the worst. But when they're together, you feel their love. They spread the Christmas spirit. They call it Tis the Podcast. Santa tells Jack Frost he better watch out He won't have one magic Christmas He'll jingle all the way on a white Christmas train And escape the night before The night the hot ghost and the nutcracker take A holiday with the Bradys Garfield and Charlie Brown party with Pete Yippee kayak, other buckets. They say Julia's the favorite and Tom is the worst, and Anthony is angry. But when they're together in joy and in mirth, they spread the Christmas spirit. They call it Tis the Podcast. Julia and Anthony and Tom are the elves who lift our spirits each week. They bring Christmas cheer every day of the year They bring us all together They make us one big family They spread the Christmas spirit They call it Tis the Podcast